Sorry. This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour open-line talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. To express your viewpoint, please call 804-754-1988. That's 804-754-1988. And now with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Chrismeyer. Welcome to the greatest dragnet in U.S. history. It's called the January 6, 2021 Insurrection Committee, supposedly investigating the attack that believes that there's a more chilling story that is yet to be told, yes, even this evening. Today on Viewpoint, we're going to take a preemptive look at this situation so that as we view, as you view, what is about to take place this evening, you will have a perhaps a better, more complete filtering system in order to listen to or view what is about to take place. Is it important? Yes. But why is it important? There are many questions that are not going to be presented. There are many questions that are going to be presented. The ones that are not going to be presented are the ones that will not cater to the conclusions that the committee wants you to believe. Only those that are presented are going to make the light of day because they're designed to become a kind of democratic propaganda because the committee that has been selected was selected by the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, who has personally selected and chosen her preferred members to be on that committee. Seven specific Democrats, highly liberal, all haters of Donald Trump, and two purported Republicans who are haters of Donald Trump, notorious for that, and they were selected by Nancy Pelosi, to purportedly represent the Republican Party. So from the very get-go, it was a highly partisan, if not deceptively Democratic, committee. It was purported to be Democratic to at least give representation to the Republican Party. But it was only in name only. Because one of those members that was selected by Nancy Pelosi, has already decided not to run for office because he knew he had no chance of winning his election for Congress. The other is about to lose her serious seat in the Congress because of the position that she has taken because of her hatred for Donald Trump. Not only a hatred for Donald Trump, but one of the most profound Callers for globalism in the Congress. Now, if you understood these things, would it make a difference as to how you take their intentions in putting forward 1,000 interviews 
in an investigation regarding January 6th. What are those interviews for? What are they designed to do? What is the purpose of this investigation? Is it really an investigation to under uh, to define truth and really find truth? Or is it designed to be a dragnet to bring in as many people as possible that can possibly be charged who have almost no ability to defend themselves whatsoever because the main virtue of their being arrested means that from the Congress's perspective, they're already guilty. Is this democracy in action? It depends on how you look at it, doesn't it? And that's why we say regularly here on this program, viewpoint determines destiny. Viewpoint does determine destiny. And what we're about to see is a very strange, although it will be very dramatic, and designed intentionally to be dramatic for propaganda purposes, it's a very strange amalgamation of discernment and deception. So today we look at democracy, discernment, and deception. And it has produced the greatest, most historic dragnet in American history. Can deception come in on the wings of democracy? Indeed, it can. And for many who watch or listen to the presentation by the Congress, the January 6th committee, however, this evening, it is going to be very, very delicate for you, for all of us, to discern what is true and what is not. Because only one side is going to be presented. Now, in most court hearings, you're enabled to hear both sides with equal presentation as best that they can make their case. Not so this evening. It is a one-sided presentation. I want you to consider that as we continue on with our program here today on Viewpoint. Where does the truth lie in all of the various issues that are surrounding the January 6, 2021 insurrection, if you call it an insurrection? And there is the first lie, because it wasn't an insurrection, not according to the definition of the dictionary or according to the definition of the law. It was not an insurrection. So why do they keep calling it an insurrection? Because they want to deceive you. They want to use a kind of legal hyperbole that is inaccurate to communicate a sense that this is something that was designed to overturn the United States government. Is that true? Could it not be equally true that those who set up the stage for all of this were the ones who were actually designed and determined to frustrate the United States government because they hated Donald Trump so much. And why did they hate him? They hated him because he said he wanted to make America great again. 
MAGA, Make America Great Again. But why did they hate him so much? Because they were dedicated to a new world order. They were dedicated to the goal of globalism and the Great Reset, which they were convinced was about to take place and that Donald Trump was single-handedly disturbing their whole plan and they weren't about to let it happen. Nor are they about to let it happen again. And hence, any purported running for president again by Donald Trump must be stopped. Even if we present a made-for-television presentation, one-sided, concerning what happened on January 6th. Stay tuned. You're listening to Viewpoint. Once upon a time, children could pray and read their Bibles in school. Divorces were practically unknown, as was child abuse. In our once great America, virginity and chastity were popular virtues, and homosexuality was an abomination. So what happened in just one generation? Hi, I'm Chuck Chris Meyer, and I urge you to join me daily on Viewpoint, where we discuss the most challenging issues touching our hearts and homes. Could America's moral slide relate to the Fourth Commandment? Listen to Viewpoint on this radio station or anytime at saveus.org. And I welcome you back to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chris Meyer. We're talking today about the January 6th panel that is pledging to uh, portray their propaganda uh, made-for-television program this evening to show why Donald Trump should not be elected in 2024. Now, they may not put it in those words, but that's exactly what its purpose is. Because they know that Donald Trump stands in the way single-handedly and with amazing influence to frustrate and prevent the New World Order and the Great Reset from taking place. In other words, a global government, which they have declared is going to be installed not later than 2030. So if Donald Trump should be allowed to run for president in 2024 and be elected, you can imagine then that would give him four years, that would take him to 2028, and then what would happen with all of the plans that have been laid, not only in America, but across the world for the new uh, world order, the resurrection of the ancient Roman Empire, as described by the prophet Daniel, that would be in place at the time of the appearance of the Antichrist and of the Christ to come on his return. Maybe this puts it in a little different perspective for you, because it's not just about what you might think happened or what they portray to be happening on January 6th. January 6th occurred in the context of a much, much bigger historic context, and prophetic context. Some have called it a primetime spectacle. Others have referred to it as performance art. Another referred to it as sham and scam. Well, what is it? How are we to discern? 
Discernment is the only way, friends, that we can avoid deception. I want you to think about that. Discernment is the only way that we can avoid deception. And it's not just about January 6th. It's not just about the uh, presentation that is going to be made in high drama because Nancy Pelosi decided to spend taxpayer money to hire, yes, hire an executive for one of the leading news agencies to help prepare a high-drama presentation of political propaganda. But it's not just about January 6th. In fact, the spirit of this deception is so great and so broad that it's covering every single area of our lives. It's covering the whole issue with regard to gun control or the lack thereof and how you deal with it or not. We talked about all of that yesterday here on Viewpoint. I urge you to listen to that program with an open heart. It gave the real answers. Not the ones that are the emotional answers, but the real answers if we have any real interest in dealing with the violence in our country. You see, most people are not really interested in the real answers. What they're interested in is do something. Just do something right now. Make me feel better right now. Friends, it's not about feelings. Feelings are very deceptive. And you're going to be very deceived tonight as you watch and listen to the propaganda presentation. Because that's exactly what it is and what it's intended to be. It's not intended to give you the whole picture. It's only intended to give you a one-sided view with a political purpose that's involved, not what you might think its purpose is. It may be deception coming on the wings of democracy that supposedly the January 6th committee is dedicated to preserve. You see, words matter. Words matter a lot when it comes to the issue of deception. Here's one of the interesting things about deception. Deception lies dormant, pending decisive moments. I want you to think about that. Deception lies dormant, pending decisive moments. It walks softly until suddenly the opportunity comes to seize the moment. So deception is always pending. It's always lurking in life shadows. For instance, it's, it's doubtful that Judas ever believed that he was going to betray Christ. In fact, the Bible seems to indicate that Judas didn't really intend to bring Christ to the cross, and that upon discovery of the deadly results of his betrayal to his master, he hung himself in despair. You see, deception lay dormant until opportunity knocked for Judas. Now, no one is suggesting that you are a Judas. But what we are warned about, Jesus himself warned about it terribly in Matthew chapter 24, the Olivet Discourse. 
He warned that the number one characteristic of these times, just before the second coming of Jesus Christ and the uh, manifestation of the Antichrist, would be deception. Read it in Matthew chapter 24. His disciples came to him two days before his crucifixion on the Mount of Olives and asked him what would be the sign of his coming and of the end of the age. His answer immediately was, Take heed that no man deceive you. Then, not only did he talk about deception generally, but then he talked about deception spiritually. He said, many are even going to come in my name and deceive many. Well, if people can come in the name of Christ to deceive people who are supposedly pursuing Christ, why can't people come in the name of democracy to deceive people who are trying to set up and encourage genuine democracy. You see, we have to be able to discern the motivations of people. We have to. So, as we take a further look, a deeper look, some people would call it a deeper dive on this issue of deception and democracy and the discernment that is required for all of us, we need to understand what are the tools of discernment that are necessary. Well, the number one uh, tool for discernment is truth. And yet it was Pontius Pilate who scoffingly asked Jesus, what is truth? You see, and so today... The left, the political left, believes that truth is whatever I want it to be. Truth is whatever I believe it to be. If I want to believe that I'm a woman, then I'm a woman. If I want to believe that I'm a monkey, I'm a monkey. Don't you dare criticize me or even question. If I say I'm a monkey, then I'm a monkey. Now, I can be a bird tomorrow, but I'm a monkey today. That's the thinking. Friends, If the people who are leading this January 6th investigation have those kinds of thoughts, by the way, which they do, they support the whole LGBTQ and all of the other 50 labels that go beyond that. They support those. So if they can be led to support those, and deny the truth that's slapping them in the face. What other truths are they willing to uh, ignore concerning something that is so serious as whether or not our country would survive under its existing government? Under the true constitutional government. A republic, ma'am, if you can keep it, said Benjamin Franklin. Not a democracy, but a republic. But the Democrats don't like a republic. They want a pure democracy. That's exactly what they're saying. So they want to use this as a means of getting rid of the Electoral College, for instance. That's one of the goals of this investigation. Behind the scenes, to get rid of the Electoral College. Why is the Electoral College in there? to protect us against just such raging people that would completely overrun 
the country with their own whim through their own power. You see, power corrupts, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. So whoever hand the power is in is in the position to corrupt the truth. So whose hand is the power in with regard to this investigating committee? The House Committee investigating January 6, 2021. It's in the hands of hand-selected people who Nancy Pelosi knew were already committed to her agenda, her preconceived, predisposed agenda. In other words, it's like being presumed guilty until proven innocent, and yet in this kind of situation, there's no way to prove yourself innocent because the mere accusation of your guilt means you're guilty. And that's why 800 people who have been arrested are being put in a position to where they virtually cannot defend themselves. They have to plead to something or they'll be going bankrupt. This is not American democracy, nor is it American justice. It's a perversion of justice by the resurrection of absolute power to corrupt an otherwise democratic system. Now, let's take a look at some of the comments that are being made here. This statement comes from an observer. House Democrats have gone so far as to hire former ABC News executive James Goldston who tried to cover up a story about Jeffrey Epstein. Well, that should tell you about his character right there. That should tell you about whether or not he's interested in truth right there. But they won't reveal that to you, and there will be no cross-examination of Mr. James Goldston as to his background and belief system in guiding this presentation for propaganda purposes. Another says the goal is for the viewing to be seen as a blockbuster investigative special. But is that really what it is? Or is it an investigation that is not a real investigation for truth, but an investigation to bring about, shall we say, propaganda lines sound bites that can be used in order to promote a particular agenda. Representative Jim Banks, who House Speaker Nancy Pelosi rejected to sit on the panel, went after the hearing Wednesday rebuking the theatrics of what he called a sham investigation and partisan witch hunt. Why did Nancy Pelosi reject Jim Banks, a Republican, from sitting on the committee because she didn't like the fact that he did not fundamentally, from the get-go, agree with her viewpoint. That's why. But if you didn't know that when you listen this evening, when you watch the theatrics tonight, you would not be able to discern. That's why we're doing this preemptive discernment program here today on Viewpoint. 
We're not drawing conclusions regarding what the investigation produces or the lack thereof or the ineptitude of it or the sleight of hand that is being used in presenting what is discovered. Truth is always truth. But this is not the pursuit of full and complete truth. As a former trial lawyer, one of my favorite tasks in the trial was cross-examination. Why was that? Because it has been said that cross-examine is the greatest engine of truth ever discovered by man. Cross-examination. What's the purpose of cross-examination? To uncover the hidden, deceptive shenanigans or one-sided of witnesses, even under oath. We'll be back. There is so much more about Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, on the front page are two great videos. First, an interview and discussion of Chuck's book, Out of Egypt. Also, a great TV interview with Chuck regarding his book, Seduction of the Saints. Much more videos, a for pastors only section, and also you can view Chuck's weekly teachings. All at his website, saveus.org. That's saveus.org. Also on Chuck's website, listen to Chuck's Viewpoint broadcast. Listen to the archives. Maybe you missed a program. Check it out at saveus.org. Also, there are some great resources, hospitality information, also information about marriage, divorce, and remarriage, newsletters, articles, prophecy, prayer and revival information, all at saveus.org. Deception gains traction in our lives because it's packaged attractively. It markets to our flesh or our carnal nature. That's how false teachers, in the spiritual sense, can gain prominence quickly, drawing substantial followers. Even the Apostle Peter said, with feigned words, they make merchandise of you and they scratch your itching ears. They tell you what, they, what you want to hear or what seems right to you at the time. Beware of that as you listen and watch this evening. As you hear reports concerning the January 6th investigation and its presentation this evening, beware of that. Also, remember that no one is ever deceived against their will. Nobody ever is deceived against their will. If you were deceived against your will, then God couldn't hold you accountable for it, could he? No. So we're not deceived against our will, which means we have to yearn and seek the truth, no matter where it cuts. No matter where it cuts, we have to be willing to seek the truth. Not just some truth, but the whole truth. When I called a witness to the stand which I did hundreds and hundreds of times during my 20 years of practicing law as a trial lawyer. The clerk of the court asked the witness to raise their hand 
and state these words, Do you now solemnly swear that the testimony you shall give before this court shall be the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? I never, ever had a witness say they wouldn't do that. But how many times was I able to impeach a witness, even police officers, who swore to tell the truth but lied through their teeth? They had reasons to do it, but they did it anyway. Therefore, they had to be cross-examined. There will be no opportunity to cross-examine those who appear this evening, none. They would not even want a cross-examination. And they would do everything they could to prevent a cross-examination. Why? Because they don't want the whole truth to come out. They have an agenda that they're trying to convince the American people of that they should never, ever, ever in their remotest thinking allow Donald Trump to run for president in 2024. That's their goal. That's their primary goal. But it's not just about Donald Trump. It's about what he stands for. That is making America great again. In other words, he represented America. He didn't represent the world. He, isn't, he didn't do what Joe Biden is doing. He didn't do what uh, Barack Obama did. Go out there immediately after his election and begin to complain about America and her history all over the world. He didn't do that. He said, no, let's get to work and let's rebuild our country. And exactly that's what he did. But what the American people did not know is that the reason he was resisted was not because of his tweets. I didn't like his tweets. You probably didn't either. I didn't like that. I didn't like the fact that he had uh, his own David-like sexual sin in his background. I didn't like that either. But what brought Donald Trump into confrontation with the politicians, both Republican and Democrat, was the fact he was rejecting globalism. He said, we're not going to do that. He took us out of the Paris Accords, the Climate Accords, remember? They hated him for that. He said, no, we're going we're, we're we're to make America great again. I'm not here to represent other countries. I'm here to represent my country. I swore to do that, and that's what I'm going to do. And they hated him for it. And they're determined, no matter what, he will not get that opportunity again. If you don't understand that, friend, you will not understand the presentation tonight. Because that's what it's really all about. It's not about Donald Trump trying to overturn the government, overturn a legitimate election. What it's really about is Donald Trump talking to people, 70-plus million people, who were convinced that the election was not 
honest. That the election itself was deceptive and conducted deceptively. Uh, deceptively. And since then, most of the facts that have come out are concluding that. But you don't hear any talk about that, hardly at all. That can't be allowed into the conversation because it will undo the agenda of the January 6th investigation committee. Once you allow deception to enter your mind and your heart without discernment and without the love of the truth and the investigation to uncover truth, deception will progressively dominate your thinking and our country. So deception is always dangerous, always dangerous, whether it's Republican deception, Democrat deception, or uh, libertarian deception or any other kind of deception, spiritual deception. All deception is dangerous. And it defines dominion. We become the servant of that to which we yield. Whether it's in the area of spiritual things or political things. Deception is destructive. No question about it. Horrifically destructive. How do you think the Antichrist himself is going to gain dominion, friends? Think about this. How do you think he's going to gain dominion? He's going to gain dominion by deception. That's exactly how he's going to gain dominion. And if you want to find out more of the details about how he's going to gain dominion from a biblical viewpoint, you might want to consider getting a copy of my book, Antichrist. How to Identify the Coming Imposter. on our website, saveus.org. $22 on our website, saveus.org. Or give us a call at 1-800-SAVE-USA. Or write to us at Save America Ministries, P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. Writing a check at $5 for postage and handling. By the way, we are moving very, very rapidly on a conveyor belt directly into the arms of Antichrist as we speak. And if you haven't picked up the sense of it yet, regardless of what actually happened on January 6th, what is going to be portrayed to you as what happened and why, is for one purpose only, and that is to prevent Donald Trump and anyone who would purport to, shall we say, encourage him with regard to a run in 2024, or anyone else who would take that kind of a stand to prevent them from even getting to first base because the commitment to a one-world government has been made. 
It's been made by godless Republicans and godless Democrats. They've already determined this. That's what their goal is. Is that what you want to support? How are you going to discern the difference? How are you going to discern the protection of a a democratic republic based upon the authority of God and his word and the virtue that is required by that as compared with ulterior motives that are designed not for the advancement of democracy and protection of it, but the destruction of it so that you will be absorbed into a one-world government that is believed to be the ultimate utopian salvation of humankind. And lest you should think that the players are not committed to this, one of the key players is a purported Republican. The daughter of the former vice president under George W. Bush. Mm -hmm. Do you remember him? Do you remember who she's uh, the daughter of? Liz Cheney? She's the daughter of Dick Cheney. Dick Cheney was a consummate globalist. He was the right-hand man of George W. Bush, who is a consummate globalist. His father, George H.W. Bush, was a consummate globalist. That's why he, as a Republican, voted for Hillary Clinton, who is also a consummate globalist, as is her, her, her husband, uh, wherever he stands at this point in that regard, Bill Clinton. All of these people are globalists. Now you can understand why Liz Cheney is so unbelievably angry with Donald Trump. She says he's threatening democracy, but he says, no, Liz Cheney, you are. Who's right? You decide. We'll be back. Have you ever considered what the early church was like? Many people are developing a heart longing for greater fulfillment in our practices as Christians. A recent study showed 53,000 people a week are leaving the back door of America's churches in frustration. What is going on? Why has there not been even a 1% gain among followers of Christ in the last 25 years? Could it be that God is seeking to restore first century Christianity for the 21st century? Jesus said, I'll build my church. Is Christ by His Spirit stirring to prepare the church for the 21st century? The early church prayed together and broke bread from house to house. They were family, and it was said by all who observed, Behold how they love one another. Incredible. But the same can be found right now. Go to saveus.org and click Sell Church. We can revive first century Christianity for the 21st century. It's about people, not programs. It's about a body, not a building. That's saveus.org. Click Sell Church. Can deception fly in on the wings of democracy? You bet. In fact, our founders were so committed to that understanding 
that they determined that democracy as a pure form was the most dangerous of all governments. And so they gave us a democratic republic, a representative democracy, in order to curtail the deception, the the, uh, uh, horrific deception and control that could come on the wings of pure democracy. But that's exactly what the Democratic Party wants. They want pure democracy. They want to get rid of all of the checks and balances as much as they can that are preventing them from absolute dominion and control over the country without any oversight. This January 6th so-called insurrection committee is about undoing all other objections and using a one-party committee to communicate to the American people a one-sided view that they, the majority of Americans do not understand the motivation of. Because if they did understand the motivations behind it, uh, they might take a very different, jaundiced look at what is being communicated tonight. Now, I'm going to take a look with you in the next few minutes at uh, portions of an article, excerpts from an article that was presented by the Associated Press called The Capital Attacks Full Story, January 6th Panel Probes U.S. Risks. Well, the mere fact that they use the title full story itself is deceptive because this committee is not designed to provide the full story. If it were, there would have been the committee would have been made up of half Republicans who were not selected by Nancy Pelosi. Right? So it was never designed to tell the full story. It was designed to present a partisan story. Here are, in, here are some excerpts from the article. Listen to the words that are chosen here. The January 6, 2021 insurrection at the U.S. Capitol played out for the world to see, but the House committee investigating the attack believes a more chilling story has yet to be told. Two words that we need to look at here. One is insurrection. It was not an insurrection, but they used the word. Why did they use the word? Because it communicates something that they want to communicate. Not because it's true. It's not legally true. They also use the word chilling story. What makes it a chilling story? It may not be a chilling story at all. Maybe it's only chilling from the standpoint of one who wants to communicate it as a chilling story for what propaganda purposes they can communicate. Then they say, with personal accounts and gruesome videos, it shows that America's tradition of peaceful transfer of presidential power came close to slipping away. Why did they use the word gruesome videos? Why didn't they just use the word videos? Because they're trying to communicate something 
that already predisposes you toward a negative view of Donald Trump. That's their purpose. Then they say that we came close to destroying the tradition of peaceful transfer of presidential power. It came close to slipping away. What came close to slipping away? What caused it to come close to slipping away? Was it people demonstrating? A quarter of a million people demonstrating? Or was it the fraud that took place at virtually every level in that election that they don't want to talk about? Maybe that's what was causing the uh, peaceful transfer of presidential power to slip away. Then they say, Mr. Trump refused to concede the election and spread a false claim of voter fraud. Who said it was a false claim? Only Democrats. And Republicans who were globalists. You see, we have to be discerning, friends. You can't just take these words at face value. They're used to communicate something, a feeling, not necessarily truth. A Harvard professor, Stephen Levitsky, said, this is not a game. He's the co-author of a book, How Democracies Die. If you want to find out how democracies die, look at ancient Rome. And look what Joe Biden and uh, uh, Bill Clinton and Barack Obama did in order to bring us down the track to follow the trajectory of ancient Rome that led to her demise. This lawyer says, we suffered an assault on our democracy, the likes of which none of us have seen in our lifetime. Okay, did we? Maybe we did. But maybe the assault, the greater assault, was not what happened in the so-called, at the uh, U.S. Capitol. Maybe that's not what the assault on a democracy was, but it was the deception and fraud that took place in the election. That's what 70-plus million people would say. So why is that not seen? Why is that part not told? Jamie Raskin, a Democrat member of the committee, says, we're going to tell the story of a conspiracy to overturn the 2020 presidential election. A conspiracy? A conspiracy? What is a conspiracy? That word is being used pretty uh, liberally here. You mean if people are unhappy and they see that massive fraud has been committed in an election and they're supposed to trust the results of the election, but they see that it's untrustworthy, that it's a conspiracy to gather together to demonstrate? Hmm. 
In other words, you can't even demonstrate against anything your government does, according to this standard. So why is it that Black Lives Matter is able to come out and do what they do? And burn buildings and attack businesses and so on? They call that demonstration. No, friends. You want to see what an insurrection is? That's more like an insurrection. Next. First up will be wrenching accounts from police who engaged in hand-to-hand combat with the mob. Okay, maybe there were some things like that. Maybe there were. I'm not denying that. But are they also going to show all of the the times when police officers motioned the people into... The Capitol? Yes, motioned the people, welcomed them in, did nothing to resist them. Are they going to show that? I don't think so. Why? Because it's not about showing you the truth. It's not about an investigation for truth. The Justice Department has arrested and charged more than 800 people for the, so- for the violence that day. The biggest dragnet in history. Well, how did the government respond to this? Why is it that there are people who committed no violence, who have been put in solitary confinement for a year, no trial, no charges, and this is supposed to be in support of democracy? You got to be kidding me. This is a this is phony. It's not about democracy. It's about power. It's about absolute power. And absolute power corrupts absolutely, my friends. If this was about democracy, then the courts and the politicians, all involved, would have brought these so-called offenders before the court with charges, and they would go through the usual procedures, whether they were going to be released by bail, uh, on bail or whether they were going to have to pay a bail, and so on. They would have gone through that, but they didn't. No. They locked up people in solitary confinement. That's reserved for the worst, worst kinds of offenders. Is that really what we're dealing with here? You be the judge. You be the judge, but you better have some very clear discernment, friends, because deception is knocking at our door big time. And the dangers of deception are so great, and they're becoming greater with every day that passes. Now, let's shift from deception in the political realm in the legal realm, 
to the spiritual realm. All deception is still deception. And it's deceptive because people don't think they can be deceived. Deception progressively dominates. It gains a little finger hold, then a foothold, and then it begins to take over gradually in our minds. I'm going to run through some, some thoughts. Disobedience to the word of the Lord is dangerous, and it also reveals deception. And disobedience to God is the worst kind of insurrection. It's absolute insurrection. What Adam did in the garden was insurrection against God. And as a result, Satan was given dominion over the, over the power of the air and worked to the children of disobedience ever since, including you and me and our government. Disobedience is not to be dealt with or trifled with from God's viewpoint. How do we trifle with disobedience? What has God said? Do we rationalize, criticize, what? Saying, but that doesn't seem right. Or, but that isn't what most people are saying or doing. Or, but my pastor, that prophet said, but you don't understand my circumstances. But I prayed about it. But God wants me happy. But I'll read, I, I read in several books that, but it, but it doesn't fit with our modern culture. But I just can't do it. Could God possibly mean that? Just a lot of reasons why we are so prone to deception and the disobedience that goes with it. Get a copy of my book, Seduction of the Saints, How to Stay Pure in a World of Deception. I think it'll be very helpful to you, regardless of its application to this capital uh, January 6th event. $15. We'll put that $18 book in your hands. It's on our website, saveus.org. You've been listening to Viewpoint with Chuck Grissmeyer. Viewpoint is supported by the faithful gifts of our listeners. Let me urge you to become a partner with Chuck as a voice to the church declaring vision for the nation. Join us again next time on Viewpoint as we confront the issues of America's heart and home.